0: On our own journey, as you'll learn in chapter five. And that's it. It's a, it's, it's. There's a concept of ami Sometimes you have a king who wants to sit on a on a throne, and you know everybody else is the subjects. Sometimes it's just let's just get together and just be ourselves among ourselves, and that's that's I think the beauty of a book club, also, you know. And, and I anticipate this being like that. Razerim this morning, whatever time we have together. That, that, that it's not a sheer, you know. It's not somebody coming in and saying, okay, this is what it is. It's just Jews getting together, each of us. It's, it's, it's an open space. It's a safe space. You can't say anything wrong. And, and everything you say is right. you know. And, and, and it's not everything that you say. It's everything that any of us say. And it doesn't matter the age, and it doesn't matter the stage, and it doesn't matter the background. It's a human experience of just sharing our vulnerabilities and our brokenness together. That's what it is. And I think that that's a lot of what the world might be lacking today, is that. You know, everybody's everybody's preaching, like preaching here. This is preaching there. To be able to admit that we're that we're broken, to be able to admit that something's lost. That's very important. And so that's all I'm here to say is that I'm a little broken, and I'm, you know, my princess is a bit lost, and and all of this is an exercise in trying to trying to find it. You know. L'chaim. L'chaim. l'chaim.
1: We're we allowed to say vachaim on coffee? Oh, yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Coffee.
2: yeah. Not coffee. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> this <is> a Medina,
0: <laughs> especially Dunkin' Donuts coffee.
1: That's... Kosher. Kosher Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah.
0: So I guess if anybody wants to wants to wants to start that process, you have something to share, something to say, something to ask. I guess we'll start that way.
1: Well, I'm I'm probably the newest one here. Um, Remind me your name again. Carmi Lons. Carmi, and because uh, I just started last night, uh, <laughs> I'm newer when, than that. When Steve Fagan sent me a, a link, uh, <laughs> and and then I said, "Lost Princess," are these like kidnapped Israeli girls, and trying <laughs> to rescue them from the Arab towns? I'm like, is it a is initiative? Just, yeah, nobody is, knows <laughs> what it is.
0: <laughs> is this something
1: for me? I I don't know. So, I did a Google search on the Lost Princess Initiative, and I read over the website very in fact i want to know who the website developer was because it was so well done and i'm looking at it on my phone and it's the mobile version and i'm like there's just so much and i started reading it and then i said well um okay i need to get this book and i need to uh i need to um figure out what they're trying to say here and 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 what this is all about because this sounds like um a very important uh initiative uh in filling the hole filling the gap in what's missing uh in judaism today because uh you know i'm an admitted uh, shulhopper and the reason is is because i'm looking for something that i'm not finding Uh, and there's little bits and pieces at every place you go to that you like and that you don't like and um and so, you know, I think it's naive to think you're going to find like that magic bullet that, you know, that magical shul that you're going to find where, okay, this is the place. So, I think when I read the information on the website, it was like, okay, this is how you identify what it is you actually are looking for. That's right. This is what you you're. This is how you identify exactly what it is that you need and you want, in your spiritual endeavor, so that you know you don't have to just keep searching the rest of your life <laughs> you know that's kind of how it came off to me wow. but so that's when I decided you know when I'm in Northbrook I might as well come here and just check it out so thank you for coming thank you I'm for here.
0: gracing us with your presence oh, sure. now they say if you don't know where you're going any road will get you there
1: well <laughs> you know? I, I mean good hands then, look at
0: that <laughs> so, that's what, and I think that's the problem Steve, also you know, getting all chucked up I know. <laughs> 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 too many l'chaims so that's 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 our that's also Don't our problem. Don't drink while laughing. You know, no, we, we just learned
3: today in Iron Bay's um, about everyone has got a twelve shot button inside of them. Right. That's we need each one of them to you know pursue uh, whatever we're looking for.
0: Yeah. 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 One of the, one of the chidushim I think of the of the story and of the book and I think of Rabbi Nachman and I think of the Tov and I think of <coughs> all of this is that in a more binary kind of way we're either metaphorically awake or we're sleeping, right? And the way in which we're conditioned to evaluate things or to define what things are and how things are is in a very this worldly sense, right? Meaning in the way that things appear, how things look, how things can be measured, how things can be quantified, chapter two, right? All of that. <coughs> and in that sense, if you're a religious Jew, what this means, right? And you're trying your best to keep halacha. Nobody's perfect. Some you care about, and Jewish values, you know, outside of just you know, something foggy. But day to day commitment, learning Shabbos, Il Chasnida, you know, and and the basic things that will, you know, help you identify as a religious Jew. Then you're then you're in. Then what's <laughs> then you're doing it? And if you're not, then you're not. And and that's where you have to go. And so to most people, it's like. There's an outward focus to say, listen, the amount of Jews there are in the world is a tiny percentage. The amount of Orthodox Jews there are in the world is a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. It's it's incredibly minute in relation to you know, here in Northbrook. I'm sure also in the suburbs here, how many how many Yidden there are, how many Jews that are completely and entirely disconnected, don't know that maybe sometimes don't know they're Jewish, and if they're Jewish, don't know what it means, and if they know what it means. So our focus oftentimes is to think that we're in and they're out, whatever that means, and we have to do everything in our capacity, whether it's practically or it's through tefillah or it's through thinking about it, to try to bring them into what we are, meaning if there's this dichotomy, they're asleep and we're awake. And while Shem Tev came to the world to say something a little bit jarring and uncomfortable, and it was, of course, very hard for people to handle, and it's still very hard for people to handle because people get very defensive. Because people don't start with, the ability to admit their brokenness, most people. The Valshem came to tell the people who were awake that you're also sleeping. That it's not a problem with the not-yet-frum. It's a problem with the frum. And that there's a greater, more exalted vision that HaKadosh Baruch had for us that we cannot suffice with just the practical, technical details of the checklist of what it means to register as a card-carrying Orthodox Jew. Rebbe Nachman came to wake up those who were already awake to something deeper. <laughs> I think that that's an important Nakuda when we realize, like, what? So, because sometimes we ask, what are we looking for? Like, we have it, or like, what? We have it, but still there's something that's that's missing, because you could have it, and you could still be circling and circling the point and never really coming into contact with it. And so that's that's what this book is about. You know, the book is the six sons, for example, which you learned about in chapter two, we all have on, on some level, right? whether it's in, in the aspect of Parnaso or its family or its community. The frameworks and structures, institutionally, communally those are there. But the question is, what are we, we feeling that? Where's the token? Where's the content? What's the point? What's the point? What's the purpose? What's the essence? What are we trying to accomplish in our parenthood? in any aspect of hashpa that we have in our own lives. Like, what is this whole thing about? And to be able to pause and to make time in the context of a book club to try to figure that out is a, is a
1: huge thing.
0: It's, it's rarer than rare. Anybody can get together for a Yom io and An Hilchus, uh, you know, the kashrus of making sourdough, like anybody can do that. And they'll come and they sit and it's very interesting. It's, oh, okay, It's nice. And I'm not, it's beautiful. But to make time to be vulnerable with each other as grown men, as men and grown men, that, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Even if nothing was gained, something was gained by showing up in that space. That's a big deal. You know, so I'm in the presence of giants. You know, any time that I go around to have like this, this is, this is the top, top, top percentage of, of who we have. Simple as we think we are. It's not simple. It's not simple. It's not simple. And this this pause, and I'll just end this little ramble with this, is that we say in Hoidu every morning in, in Shachar, ha'amim elilim, asa. Right, that all the uh, the, the gods of the uh, of the of the you know with the lowercase G, of the of the nations of the world are elilim. Elil is it's nothing. It's empty. It's, it's a fantasy. It's, it's it's not. There's nothing there. Asa. The, the God that we worship, the Creator of the world. Created, created the heavens. And there's a pause in between that sentence on a simple level we pause because we don't want to mention them in the same breath. We don't want to put juxtapose those two things together too closely. And so that's a technical level why we pause. But I once heard from our mutual friend of Yaakov beautiful thing. He said, yeah, sure that's true on a simple level. But he said, the real reason that we pause is because the only way that we'll ever get to really know that shemayim asa is the first pause. It's not that we're pausing to separate first part of the sentence, second part of the sentence. We're pausing because that's the vessel for coming into contact with the God who created the heavens. So we need more groups of than that are getting together to pause together, to think about things. Yeah, it's a special thing. It's a special thing.
4: We're actually up to chapter four.
0: Ah, uh, chapter four. You're up to okay chapter four
5: so what are some of the conversations
0: you've been
3: having what are you
5: so so, I'm, so 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 you know you, you identify the the princess as this 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 pureness that we had in our youth and and trying to regain that and, and for me as, as someone who was raised secularly like I don't remember that princess, maybe it was there, but I don't remember that princess of my youth when I had this enthusiasm for Yiddish Kite and, and Hashem and you know, and so for me the princess feels like more of just my, my shema and this this journey that I've been on for three decades uh, you know when I first got the spark of of real Yiddish and like trying to get there and trying to to really to to get to this level of of really keeping Shabbos and which has been, you know, in the last say year for me. It took me decades to get there. And and it's like and I and I sort of like 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 the viceroy, I like almost got there and then crash. And then almost got there and crash over the course of thirty years. And now it's like that to me, that's like that's what the princess represents. And so so how much I mean, you said at the beginning that there's it could be anything. It could be there's all this room for interpretation. But, but how much room for interpretation is there really in these things, to, to see it our own to see it our own way and and, and how much how much I, I mean is there real value in that or is there more value in trying to find the 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 definition of the princess this more traditional definition of right. the princess that you, right.
0: I mean I I I don't I don't, I don't I, my my natural tendency when it comes to questions like this is to say both. Meaning I, I don't I don't see dichotomies. I think most dichotomies are false dichotomies. There are two things that can be true at once here. The traditional interpretation holds true. We need to interpret the interpretation in such a way that it becomes relevant to us. And I'll give you an example. Um, for some people who grew up from they can identify with putting on film for the first time, you know. As a, as, as a youth, as a literal youth within that period of their youth. But for Bali Chuvo put on for the first time, I presume there was something exciting about that too. So, it may have happened when you were older. You know, I, I spoke with somebody the other week. He tells me, I've been observing for 25 years. I said, we're almost observing for the same amount of time. Because, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't born much after that. So, okay. So, his experience and my experience, we were just different, different generation, different age, but it's the same Nakuda. But I would say that, you know, t- t- I would say to, to read it more outside of the actual black and white text in the book, to say this concept of youth outside of a religious standpoint or setting is a, is a shared experience. Youth, oftentimes, with all the temper tantrums and everything else that go along with it, that's not essential to youth because adults also took temper tantrums. I, I'm in a different way. I'm looking for what it is that defines this period of time. Go back as far as you need to. Today, unfortunately, youth is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. It used to be you were a kid until you were 15. A kid until you are 10. A kid until you're 6. A kid until you're 3. You know, until the world starts to get to you. Idealism is youthful. Life, energy, vitality, dreams, hopes. The beautiful thing about youth is that you're not weighed down by the baggage of the past because there's not yet a past. That's one of the beautiful things about youth. Why, Why are kids so... Free like that is because they don't have baggage yet. The baggage weighs you down, but the baggage is olam hazeh. The baggage is olam hazeh because what's the baggage? It's the experiences that you've had in olam hazeh. That's what the baggage is. So if, as adults, we can get into the mindset and into the mind space where we could again believe in this world, we could again really believe. You know, because like this is a train wreck and it's, it's just heading toward a brick wall. i like, only HaKadosh Baruch who can intervene. No. That's, that's not called believing in Mashiach. That's not. Believing in Mashiach, says the Rambam, means to believe that I'm Yisrael, which means you and me, can bring Mashiach. That's what it means to believe in Mashiach. Not that Hashem will intervene because we're hopeless and the world is hopeless and look what's going on. None of that. The second that we slip into that, we've lost touch with what it means to be a Jew. Because Hashem sent you and me down to the world to do something. And the only way that we can do something is if we perceive challenge as the vacant space within which our light is able to, to shine. The second that we look around at the brokenness and say it's too broken and I can't fix it, done. then, then, well, then we're finished. And even if we continue and we carry on living, we'll numb ourselves in a thousand ways. So
4: and basically you're saying that the princess is who we were, I don't know if I'm using the term right, without an orla, without
0: a. Oh yeah, right, right, without with the all, clipo. yeah, without right? an orla right, the foreskin on the on the circumcision means to say what we're right. what we're supposed to cut away, right? right? All, all the extraneous things that accumulate on the outside that obscure the essence, and 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 what I perceive to be a very strong challenge that we have oftentimes in education is that we're giving over Yiddishkeit in a beautiful way, and we're giving over. In our schools, you know, how to be a from Jew. And and, and and maybe even more than that. But a sense of mission is something that, that, is, that is rare to come back like to. A sense of mission. Not to yourself. How can I rectify my midos? How can I become achieve greatness? All, all that's beautiful. A sense of mission to the world. Like a big way of thinking.
3: A big way of thinking.
1: You know, that's a dichotomy that resonated with me on the website where I think it was saying, like, we're, we're, uh, by all, uh, you know, estimations, we're on the heels of the Moshiach in that time. And when you're at the heels of the Moshiach, and this resonance and this enlightenment is coming to the world, at the same time, it is so much easier for people to fall victim to, you know, the modern trappings of society. And um, and all of the the, the tools of the Yezhahara are much more advanced now. So there is that di- dichotomy that as the time of the Mashiach is coming, it becomes more and more difficult for people to stay on the train track. Right? Oh yeah, they fall off so much easier. And that was like, okay,
3: that, that that's a revelation. That's right what's there, happening. You know? It's also. The the later generations are more there's more godless in the later generations than the previous generations. Absolutely. So, For that
0: reason. Right. Meaning to say Hashem trusts you and me more than he trusted the Pashemda. Rabba Munasaka. Rabba Munasecha, he, he trusts us. Because he put us in a time where he where he expects something of us. But the point I'm making is the only way that we can expect anything of ourselves is is if we is if we haven't become sophisticated enough in our adult perception of the world to lose the youthful hope that we might have had once when we were younger. And it's about reclaiming that by hook or by crook. And it's not about experiencing things that give me hope. It's about believing essentially in hope. And that's all I believe in and that's unshakable. That's what it's about. It's about learning about the world in such a way that enables me to realize that at the core of the core of the core of this thing called Earth, and the core of this thing called the universe, which is wrapped them into Olam Asio, which is the last hey of Yud Kevavke, which is connected to the kutsa Da Ois Yud, which is the Keser, God's will for this. At the core of all of that is possibility. No matter what, in Shum Yushba Klaal. Sounds simple, and we repeat it. There's no despair in the world at all. Rabbi Achman's famous declaration there's no despair. He wasn't just speaking on an individual level. That no matter what you go through, there's no despair. No. Rabbi Nachman cared much more about mankind than the man. He wants us to focus on the all. On what we're here for. What we can accomplish. Not in huge ways. I'm not talking about like revolutions. Like, I'm talking about in your own personal life. Small things. But the realization that those small things are epic in import. That's what we're spending. that's the princess that gets lost and, and i think you look around the world you know this concept of postmodernism, and you know and and, and the secular culture and every, everything that we're surrounded by it's a battle taking place for our minds and for our hearts and the battle isn't anymore about like here is a difficult but meaningful life and that's like the life of religion and like this flashy awesome like materialistic phenomenal world it's not like that anymore. It, it's it's the 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 battle essentially is between hope and despair. That's the battle. That's the battle. Do we still believe that human beings can achieve godliness, can achieve greatness, or are we of the opinion that there's no use anymore even trying to feign the distinction between humanity and animals and just everything goes everything whatever we want and, and 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 we don't have to live by anybody's ideals, certainly not the man in the sky what is that that's despair it means you've given up that's the battle today you see so that's a way of making it relevant even though you know okay you didn't have the experience of it. fine but get get to the core of it and the, at the core of it i think there's something relevant for us and that and that's in this interpretation but that doesn't mean that there's not room for other interpretations and it all it all goes hand in hand
6: you know Rabbi Warch? Yeah, sure. So Rabbi sure. Warch said yesterday at the uh, minion you know, plug the mm-hmm. like Uh He said he gave a thing about, you know, so it said in Parshat Safran that all the other nations, like they got spit out from the land because it connected it to all the Arayos, you know, all of the moral relationships. Why specifically there does it mention that that's what ejected everybody else and that we shouldn't follow that so that we also don't get ejected? So he said it's just not mentioned any there's no reasoning that's mentioned like that by any other area in the torah specifically arrives so he said that what's going to happen is all the other nations are going to like justify it like not only is like is it not wrong but it's like the ideal like this is the thing that you know it's you you shouldn't judge anybody else and not only that it's like it's a good thing like go the other way and so it's almost like they like despair like you know, we're gonna give up on like this thing, and not only are we gonna give up on it, we're gonna say it's the if it, that's the we're gonna idealize it. We're gonna idealize it, we're going to which
0: is baking in the despair. Because exactly. at that, that's why at I, that, I, that point, thought, there's no, hope. Yeah. there's really no hope of going back because you spiritualize sin. That's why I said it. Yeah, and that, and that, by the way, without getting cracked, like that's what this this culture is doing. It's not enough that that that, it, that it's stom in in every way. They'll they'll spiritualize it. It's up. meditative fill in the blank, and it could be the worst thing in the world. But no, it's 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 mindful of that. What's mindful full of what? Like, what what a full of what mind? What does it mean mind? What does it mean full? Like, well, what's going on? Staying rooted to to ideals, and and today, like, I, I hate to say, but it, the, the more that time goes on, I think the more firm we have to become. The more firm we have to become, and what what do we stand for? not not trying to cut corners and not trying to align our spiritual ideals with the winds of of a modern society and as much as we want to stay non-judgmental and so on and so forth we we have to have a backbone today if we don't have a backbone we're 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 washed away washed away and sometimes it's not politically correct especially in today's in today's world but I'm coming to realize more and more and more this is where the battle is this is where the battle is to stand firm to morality. Stand firm to it, unwavering. Because the second we waver, what what was it all worth? Hashem has us in the last generation, trying to be beacons in a, in a, in a world of of, uh, of of stormy darkness. To be a lighthouse. To be a lighthouse. That's what that's what he needs us for. It. To be an orla goya. That's what he needs us for. And uh, you know, so that's that's an important thing to clarify. What what is this whole thing about? You know, and, and as we come toward the end, then it's so much easier to become susceptible, right, to all to all the ways and all the all the all the challenge and and opportunities for the greater the light, and the greater the revelation that enables us if we have seichel to hold onto it. Because that's mamish how it is today. On the one hand, it's the greatest darkness, but we know that le ze, Hashem always creates one thing in parallel to the other. So wherever you see a tremendous amount of darkness, right away, what do you know? There's a tremendous amount of light there. And and, and my personal belief in my own experience is that that great light is to be found in, in, in the works of the tzaddikim. Of Rabbi Nachman, the Baal Tanya, the Baal Shem and His base Medrash. You know, it's funny, you we spoke before about shul hopping. I, I don't know if it's about a shul. I think it's about discovering the balshem of shtibel inside our heart, so that no matter what shul we're diving in, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. Because you found something in you which is staunch, which is real, which is non-institutional. Because the institution can't give you that. The institution will give you the building and it'll give you the chairs on the table and the sederim on the shelf. But we cannot rely on the six sons to give us the princess. It's, it's two different things. And that's what this generation is discovering. That's discovering. It's discovering. Lech l'cha, like Hashem told the first Jew. You know, the first thing He said to him: Go inside, lech l'cha. Go in you. Be real. Be vulnerable. Be open. Come to admit that you don't have all the answers. Come to admit that you're a little bit broken, and that you re- you need Hashem for real. And not just you need Him like a vending machine. You put in a couple of quarters, and a snack comes out. But you need him you need him every second, you need him for every breath. I'll call him a shima, Nishima You need him as a best friend. You need him as a being that's all all pervasive that you could speak to at any moment. Or you have a half hour drive like I just had, it's an opportunity to talk. It's not it's not a waste of time, so I'm not turning on the news. It's a meeting with Hashem, a half hour, boom, scheduled it in. Fantastic. Spoke to him the whole way here. Why? Because I need th- I need him to be that for me. That's what we need. You're walking on the street. Sometimes I, I'll do this. You know, sometimes I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not lazy and I'll pretend I'm on the phone. Sometimes I'll just talk. I, the person walking on the other side of the street, thinks I'm talking to himself. Who's, who's crazier? <laughs> who's crazier? Him preoccupied with his own silly thoughts or me speaking to the creator of, of heaven and earth? Like, who's the crazy one? Okay, so <laughs> he'll think what he wants to think. That's fine. That's what we need Hashem for today. And once we find that, so whatever, shul, Yer, Davin, you daven, you or whatever the rub is, these are small this is this is this worldliness we need to connect to something big something big that's that's you know that, that's what that's what my feeling my heritage is
3: today specifically yeah, yeah it's interesting cuz we had yes. a <laughs> powerful discussion coming over here oh yeah yeah and basically came down to a you know like the actions right cuz a lot of what what I see also is just like, I'm good, yeah, you know, I'm good, you know, well, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's good, you know, leave me, I'm I'm good where I am, you know, and so much. right, yeah, and um, that's 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 worse than despair, yeah, I would say, at least despair, you know, you're broken, yeah, you know it, here it's just like yeah, good, whatever, go to mincha, don't go to mincha, it's fine, whatever. Um, I'm talking to myself and me. So, like, you know, that's that's what that's what um, where the rubber meets the road. You know, like that's where it's at. Um, even if you don't have the come on for it, like we talked about, just do it. You know, yeah. you get there eventually. So you get to make it or whatever. Absolutely.
0: I say that. I say that. Um I think the previous generation was in tremendous need of inspiration because a lot of us grew up, you know, we grew up from, and if we didn't, that means it didn't come in a religious way. So it came in just the the, the nature, I think, of the previous generation was much more, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child, strict and institutional and and that minded. And and after that period of time, you know, Hasidus came down and people said, you know, Comes to if I bring in fire and, and whatever it is and warmth, and I think we're the post warmth generation. What I think we need today is certainly warmth, but substance, substance, because you can go from comes to comes to, 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 to and it's all nice and miklechaim, it's beautiful, and it's good. And I'm not making light of that because I'm a Kumsitz guy. Like that's what I do. So d I'm not I, I love that. And what does I do mean cool, cool. Kumsitz means getting to like this, getting together events of well not exactly like this, because this is something else. But he doesn't <laughs> have the guitar. You know, right, right. Getting right. he he singing oh, okay. and 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 <laughs> feeling and expressing and, and, and expressing, oh, bonfire, a, right. and expressing right. a muna. And all of that, by the way, is, is 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 in and of itself, it's essentially holy and it's the highest. But but I, I think even chevra who like are into that kind of thing uh, you know, and cats is like strong in this now, like, we need Kalim, right? That's how you build a shul. We need invest. We need,
3: we need Kalin. Meaning,
0: because meaning, you could do that for 40 years also and then like still look back and be like, okay, tachlis though, you know? Growth orientation means to say that we don't, we don't stop growing when we finish school. We don't stop growing. What it means to be a Jew essentially is, is, is to, is to accomplish. Now again, that mindset itself needs to be couched within the realization that you don't have to do everything. And you don't have to do everything today. And like Rabbi Nachman said so much, Abyssal is euchgit. And you are getting all the languages today. A is right? It means a little bit is also good. You need that. But at the same time, that can't distract from all the ideals in this saver that, that we're supposed to be striving for. We can live big. And I'm not a fan of, like, you know, coddling and, oh, you're okay. You're fine. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a believer in that because I think it's essentially true at any given moment in time. That doesn't mean that, that I don't think that people, mamas, should put things into practice. Make commitments to learning. You, yet we should make commitments to davening better and to learning and to doing and to, because that's, by the way, that's where the real pleasure is. And, and what we're looking for in our Yiddishkeit is joy. And a lot of people think, okay, so I'll go from one exciting thing to another meditation retreat to another thing, and that's where the joy is. And I have come to realize that joy <coughs> is found in intentional sacrifice. Listen to that. Listen to what I said. A lot of people are sacrificing because, okay, they're sacrificing. That was two generations ago. Today we need substantive, intentional sacrifice where it's not this pressure, like I have to do this. It's within the context of me wanting to do this, but I'm doing it. And I'm I'm getting up chatzois. And I'm getting up vasikin. I mean, it's not every day. Maybe it's not every week. Maybe it's once a month. But it means to say I'm going out of my comfort zone is where growth is, that is where growth is. I believe we can bring these two things together. And, that, and and in the in the context of the book, that means the six sons and the princess together. One need not come at the detriment of the other. I don't want that we should have adults who are so connected to their inner youth that they're childish. Mm. I want childlike adults who are adults with a caleb of what it means to be a responsible human being, but at the same time within that framework is fostered the spirit of, of of youthfulness. So I I don't see that it ha- like again false dichotomy it doesn't have to be one or the other. So
5: how do you how do you bring them together? How do you how do you take the the like the observance like the, the, the growing in these strict observances and bring and bring joy to it? like and bring this joy in this.
0: To me, the starting point first of all is groups like this. It makes no difference what book you're studying. Groups of growth-oriented khebra. The Rambam says. One of the most important things about spiritual growth is who you're around. Ramam says if you're in a in a setting where you're around people who, who just aren't of this nature, he says, better move out to a f- move out to a desert, he says. You need because so much of of our growth is in our is in our influence. You know, so you hang around people that are growth-minded, that are honest, that are authentic, that are that are real. This world is so full of fakeness that, you know, to encounter a real person is like a ready big kidish. A real person is so, Huge So that's the first thing: hang down good yiddin. The second thing, I believe, consistent study of the deeper elements of Torah. That means Rabbi Nachman's teachings, anything from the Bal Tev, deep. All the books are translated. it's Ram All on Chal. safari Ramchal would qualify, sure. Something that's not Gemara and Halacha, right? We need Gemara and Halacha too. That's the six sons but we absolutely need to have a grounding and have a firm foundation in, in what we refer to as panimia Torah, because this that people come out of yeshiva for example having learned however many daf and however many mesechtas which I don't remember and like a vague knowledge of some halachas and then like just like move up the cliff and like immediately just fall down the cliff because like what it wasn't we didn't train people in, in spirituality like what is a yeshiva for if not to teach people how to be a Jew. It doesn't just mean the what, where, how, and when. But like I talked, spoke before, the mission, the why. I mean, this is basics. It's not, it's not like a big chiddush. Yeshiva is supposed to be a launch pad. Not the end of a cliff. <laughs> it's supposed to be a launch pad. It's supposed to be the framework is supposed to foster within it a feeling and, and, and a lucid clarity into what this means to be a Jew so that I can then jump into my life and fly Instead of just relying on the framework so that the minute that I no longer have a mashkiach breathing down my back, I fall off the cliff. It can't be this. It has to, it has to be with, with soul and with fire. And, 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 and that to me is extremely important. Build a, build a foundation, get in touch with the why. Study books that contain the why. Come to know who Hashem is, what the neshama is, what the nature of the world is. The secrets of secrets of secrets. We're so busy playing defense. We forget that we're the only people in the world who should be comfortable playing offense. We've got something that the world is desperate for. We're so defensive because we're so... I think we should embrace our ability to be on the offensive, which means to embrace the remedy that Hashem sent to the world before the malady. And, and that was Chassidus. And that was the gate's opening so that every Jew, no matter how simple has access to the deepest teachings of the universe, which we need now more than ever, because Rabbi Nachman says in Torah Lamed the 30th lesson that if a person is a little sick, you go to the the local doctor. But if a person is sick, like deathly ill, he needs to seek out the biggest surgeon in the world. So he says the same thing. Previous generations maybe were a little sick, whatever that means virtually. So they needed a little doctor and they needed, you know, Gemara and Halacha and they needed just, you know, regular tefillah. Because in the final generation when we're on the bottom of the pit we need the deepest deepest most exalted light if we're to have any hope and that light Hashem sent down in, in, in the form of these teachings and embracing it on a communal institutional level is our ticket is our ticket to passion to meaning to embracing our mission and to transforming the world which we can do you can call me crazy and, and, and I don't believe that we can do it because I've had hopeful experiences no I believe the world is, is a challenging place I know the world I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm a realist I have my feet on the ground I, I live in this world like, like the rest of us but that is my belief at the core if I don't have that I'm finished Meaning I, that is what that's all that I have is ein we can do it and if not me then who Im mili mili. that's what I believe
7: I'm still thinking about what you said earlier, that this is the battle, right? The battle of our generation, the light in the darkness, and, and how the tzaddikim represent that light, or are that light. I find that as time goes on, whenever as the people I speak with, there is a lot of pushback, maybe, maybe not necessarily against Hasidus as a whole, but against the tzaddikim specifically the idea that there is somebody who is, you know, like, you know, when we're talking about the battle and pushing back against the, you know, all these other ideas, that there's a very pervasive idea in the world generally, in the secular world maybe, that you can do it yourself and you don't need anybody to guide you. It's coming from within you. You know, you figure it out on your own. And while I personally believe that I need the tzaddik to to guide me, when there is so much vitriol against the Tzadikim, that to me feels like there's something, I have a difficult time um, uh, with that. Like, that's when the anger comes out, and that's when I'm like, you know, like, mm. but, but that's when my passion was like, I I, I I, disagree, you know, like, it's like, you know. So um, where does that fit within the the story of our lives. Could you
5: define what you mean when you say vitriol of the, to the tzaddikim? Like, like, what, what are you specifically
7: referring to? People, we learned this morning from Rabbi Frankel. There is, there is like a a specific kind of yetsarhara against the tzaddikim in the world. Like, there, there are people who specifically like, like we know that uh, like Korach vaDasa, Korach and his and his followers. There is an element of that that remained in the world that Re, Rabbi Nachman himself experienced, Um, and I find it pretty, I I don't know why, maybe I'm the only one, but um, I do see it a lot, where, you know, oh, this is a nice Hasidish idea, I'll take that, but how can you possibly believe that, you know, you have to follow this Rebbe, you have to, you know, you know, know, do you understand what I'm saying? You
6: look at Israel, you look at all these guys, you know, they have, like, a picture of the Rebbe in their store, but at the same time, like... You know, the chief rabbi of Israel comes down with anything, and they're like, "How could you, you know? Yeah. How could all these Yeshiva students be exempt from the army? How can you know, all this sort of stuff? But also, they'll have like a or They'll have like, you know, some sort of, you
7: know, I don't know. Right. Kochivya yadi is the idea yeah. that that's very pervasive today. Yeah. It's like, I
3: can do it on my own. Self you know. will, one riot. Right. Um, also, radical acceptance and tolerance it's not really it's not really here what do you mean? I'm saying like the, like people are putting people in boxes all the time labeling or whatever and th- there's no room for growth there none so what are, what are we doing by putting them in boxes what are we doing it's about it's about the people putting them in boxes and, you know they're they're afraid so when we grow up in these schools right they just want to be safe it's not really accomplishing anything it's actually regressing Mm
7: -hmm.
1: I think the boxes is part of what creates this vitriol Mm -hmm. from some people like the whole idea of a Rebbe like you know following a Rebbe that's that's that concept to them is distasteful you know it's like oh it's cultish you know and then you have other people that uh you know, don't, that, that are looking at all of, you know, Am Yisrael and saying we're all on the same path and we're all, this, and, you know, there are, you know, different water streams that are coming out of the spout, but, you know, they're all from the same source and they're all going the same way. Um, and then there's kind of all the flavors in between. So I think it depends if you run into somebody who has this box mentality. It's very hard to, you know, because they're coming from a place of judgment and they're coming from a place of, you know, defining people in these boxes. And it seems to me, at least from the little that I read on the website, the approach of, of, of this, you know, it, se- it, it seems that the approach was careful not to try and pigeon yourself or box yourself into, you know, Breslov or even Hasidus, you know, it could, the, the source material, a lot of it may be coming from, but everywhere I read, it said Tzadikim, you know, not, not the Rebbe or this Rebbe. It's Tzadikim. So the, the idea I got from that the, was that you're trying not to, you know, put yourself into a box and try and tell people that what you're studying comes from this particular rabbi and this particular way of, you know, uh, th- this particular source of Judaism. Do I have that right?
0: It's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, a tremendous amount going on here, a lot to unpack. I don't know how much time you, uh, you'll talk about uh, Three hours left. Three hours left. As much time as you I'm, have, Rabbi. I'm here, I'm here, um, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> what time is it now, though, because I'm here? Oh. <laughs> It's, it's 12 there um, so we have to get
3: back. okay yeah we can go we can go, we can go another
0: another half hour or so going back to the idea that the again just a suggestion going back to the idea of of umaze, that everything is set up in a system of parallels if we're right you know that 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 our spiritual growth our right our for us is dependent on this tzaddik, is dependent on these ideas, is dependent on it uh, dependent on this consciousness that Hashem brought into the world, then is it any wonder, you know, that there would be tremendous, tremendous opposition, not just from the outside, but from the inside. Maybe and not even just from the inside, meaning other Jews, even from within. Tremendous, tremendous opposition. First of all, that itself, aside from being Expected perhaps, but that's necessary. That is what it means to connect yourself to a tzaddik is to go through this. I'll never forget it. after I learned in Eretz Yisrael for a while, I came back, <coughs> wanted to start to date, you know. But I, I needed some time to uh, to be in yeshiva, whatever you know. What I'm doing when I'm not actively on a date, <laughs> like where where am I? Um, and I started learning in yeshiva, and I was trying to get into the yeshiva, a local yeshiva. Getting into too many details, mm-hmm. and I was learning with people Hasidas because that's just what I do. It's you know I was sitting and learning with people they're here and there, and they didn't want to accept me to the yeshiva. Mm. They don't want to accept me to the yeshiva. And they came up with all these sorts of reasons. And I you know I'm I'm not a pushover. I said, What's going on? They don't like that you're teaching Hasidas. I said, that's unbelievable to me. But but okay, like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't wrap my mind. Like if I'm coming in and teaching, like you know, like uh, Islam, okay, it's one thing, <laughs> but like you know, and I went to Rabbi Weinberger, you know, my rabbi, and I was broken, and he's like Yaakov, he's like, this is one of the checkpoints. Like I like now you know that you're you're doing it because you had to experience that, and Rabbi Nachman already prepared us more than anybody with regard to what it means to encounter adversity and how to deal with that. And how at the same time to remain silent and not need to fight back. And it's something that I'm still learning because I'm a very passionate person and I've made mistakes in this regard, public mistakes. And I'm still trying to figure it out, that's fine, I'm human. How to navigate, because on the one hand you wanna take over the world and you wanna show everyone like this, it's it's night and day, it's not like, oh, maybe maybe this will work, Ah, it's something else. But on the other hand, you realize a that that's not necessarily going to work for many people on the the contrary it'll turn people off or it'll get people and 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 b that maybe there are people who are different there are people who are different now my experience has been overwhelmingly that this is something that that speaks to everybody that everybody can take something of value you know to that's that's been my experience to what degree which ideas how much you know whatever it is it has to be presented properly but at the same time, I don't want to get myself into a situation where, in the name of the Boshemta's loving Am Yisrael, I'm looking down on everybody that I see on the street. I, I, I can't, I I can't hold those two ideas in my head at once. Those two ideas I can't hold. So, it, it's it's definitely a tension. It's definitely a struggle. But a is is this is part and parcel of what it means for ourselves to come close to the tzaddik is to stand firm. you learn about Beis Hashem at the very very end of the book, the very end of the story. The viceroy is going to challenge after the giants. If you read the you read the story. So <laughs> giant after giant after giant, and he's putting up with all this stuff. And at the very end, the last giant who's the giant, and you learn about what this means. We'll learn about what this means. The giant of the Ruach of the Winds, who's like a Kabbalist, Like he's not like Stam like your, your, your ninth grade Gemara Rebbe. He's a person who gets this stuff. And he's still telling you this not. Like this is what it is. Just open a, open a safer and learn it. hit him. You get the feeling, you don't get the feeling. You achieve what you're yearning for. You learn how to embrace it and how to identify with it and so on and so forth. Just leave it alone. What does the viceroy do? He starts to cry and he says, Ani or something like that. He expresses his staunch certainty that's irrespective of what anybody else says. And that's what I've been in Tar Samachvav. I've been about a person who is Nitzarach Lebrias. Long before modern psychology spoke about you know dependencies and lack of self worth that needs to come from the outside, Rabbi Nachman literally spells it out. He says there are people who are nitzrich labrius, means they rely on other people to affirm their essential worth, and 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 the Rebbe is trying to move us into a self confidence. Like I always say. That's with a capital S. Because it derives from the self. Not from the self. Yeshavadas, Yeshavadas. I don't need... It, it derives from... It's self-confidence. It's not my little self-confidence. But why am I confident? It's because I know that I'm trying as much as I can to align myself with the source of myself. With a capital S. The consciousness of consciousnesses. The Ain Self, the infinite. Hanan ben Ari has a song. An Israeli musician. Where he says, Ani hakol. Anilo or in means I am everything, I am nothing. Infinite light, clothed within the within the body. From the side of the body, I'm nothing. But from the side of the or in within me, like Hillel said, which means the Jew needs to come to the realization. That wherever we are, wherever that ani is, and as much as it's the true ani, which Rabbi Nachman says, is the neshama, that's who we are, that's what we are, then then kam. I'm carrying within me a window to the infinite. That's my self-confidence. That's my self-confidence. What do I care what somebody else says? What do I care? What do I care? All of a sudden, the person who has a criticism becomes the most important person in the world. If we would see this person in the supermarket online, spouting some nonsense, would it make a difference Just another human being? Who cares? But the second somebody writes a Facebook comment, and he says, oh my gosh, what? I start to, my whole identity starts to crumble. Who cares? Who cares who this person, who cares? Who cares? Now, there are areas where we need to care about what other people say. Obviously, it doesn't mean don't take any advice. The whole thing is about taking advice. The whole thing is about relying on the tzaddik. But when you encounter truth that's eternal in your life and that you see as being a productive force, making your marriage better, making your parenthood better, making your personality better, nicer more pleasant more real more joyous more uplifted more elevated more consistent more growth oriented whatever it means to develop as a human being as a human being eretz just as a human first so then somebody else's opinion what is it what does it make a difference now again for him maybe he needs something else that's fine but but for me like who 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 if it was his opinion or Rebbe Nachman's opinion, who are, who are we asking exactly? Somebody once asked me, "Who said you should go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah?" Who who, who who so who gave his askam? I said Rebbe Nachman said you should go. Like what do I, I? don't understand. What do I need You're you're young Israel? You know, forgive me, but you're a rabbi to tell me you could go. Rebbe Nachman said I should go. Like oh, he wasn't enough of a tzaddik to rely on his opinion. Like who? What's going on here? So I I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. I'm, I, I belong to the rabbi. I I threw my lot in with him. That's that's it. Why? We could have a, a two-hour conversation about why. You know, why I feel confident about this particular topic for me. We could have that conversation. But, but my lot is with him. So I can't be bothered by other people's uh, perception. The final thing I'd say on the topic is we also need to be sensitive to where people might be coming from in their, in their challenge. There are a number of things to say here. You know, because we have to understand where other people are coming from. Not like, oh, I saw the light and you didn't see the light. What might be the challenge? And I think the challenges are pretty obvious. Christianity has destroyed the concept of a tzaddik. Because they also have a tzaddik, right? The klipa. And to a lot of people that are more in the mainstream sort of flow of things, anything that smells of that is immediately lumped in. Like, oh, so okay, so there's this person that you need as an intermediary and all this garbage and so on and so forth. And so they'd just rather go to the other extreme because... It's uncomfortable. Anything that smacks of that is uncomfortable. But the people who understand know that just because the triangle is the sign of the Trinity, we don't stop eating hamantash and amper, you know? yeah. Meaning, I, I can't allow a distortion of Yiddishkeit to now cause me to have to carve away essential things that are true just because that truth has been challenged by a contrarian uh, uh, um, misinterpretation or distortion. And, and and that could be the conversation. We have to be confident enough to say, listen, I know what it looks like. Like I, I know what it looks like. I'm not I'm not I'm not totally blind to this that a person could have a challenge or the concept of its sad. It sounds extreme. I'm in. I get that. Now let's talk about it. Why might this be different? Why might this be very, very healthy? Why might I be using terminology that you're misinterpreting or that you think the definitions for the words that I'm using are a different definition? And why, why can't we find the common ground where you can you can see where I am instead of just like hitting everyone over the head with a Lakutam Like let's let's talk about it, mm-hmm. you know. And if that doesn't work, so then Naniach might it be? I got a question. Sure.
4: So what if the tzaddik becomes like a piece of orlah for you? What do you mean? Well, it's like for a long time it was in the Chabad, and I feel like the people, a lot of people in Chabad, have a certain comfort because there's a Rebbe. There was a part of my life where I was following, the Buddha, so I let that go. I didn't want to get involved with the Rebbe because it was kind of another thing like that, and so I had to deal with Hashem directly, and it was scary. There was no intermediary, and it was very difficult, and it still is. But it's it's clean. Something about it, and every time I contemplate, well, throwing myself in, like you just said, I feel like there's something something's coming between me and Hashem and it takes away i get it it takes <laughs> you're, away you're, the you're. very takes away the very thing you mentioned which is the virginality of me and Hashem and I'm dealing with you i think maybe you said it in your introduction there was something about you're out in the sea and there is no hope nothing to help you it's just you and god yeah that, that i like that Yes. And so when I contemplate myself throwing myself in in with somebody, I, that goes away for me. Yes.
0: So what do I do about that? Yes. Okay. It's great. First of all, first of all. We we've,
4: we've yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how so, to get so here, out this. So. Here
0: we have exhibit A of what we were just speaking about. Yes, I, I hear you and I get it. And and first of all, I don't know that we have to jump into a, to an answer right away. Right? Mm-hmm. Let that sit. Let that sit. Because I, I think any thinking person... Has that feeling because this is mm. an obvious obvious challenge especially to a person who is already involved in what we would refer to as the klipa of that it could be very very difficult to embrace something that looks a hell of a lot like that even though somebody else is telling me it's not really like that now what I think is very important and a, and a step along the road of, of, of spiritual maturity is to um, to different uh, uh, English phrases that I think are complementary here. The first is, you don't throw the baby out with the bath water, right? That's number one, and number two, maybe it's the same thing, maybe it's different, I was thinking about this yesterday. You don't cut your nose to spite your face, right? These two things are, are, are in a certain way the same. Am I going to look at something that looks a certain way and just be like, to hell with it, or can I stop and can I create a space to say, why might this be different? What is the tzaddik? Can we delve into this? Can we read up on it? Can we come to a comfortable understanding? And by the way, if after that process I can't, so then okay.
5: In other words, this is different. This is, it looks, it smells the same, but it's different. Right. Which I think is exactly, like we learn uh, this, the, the, uh, uh, the Garden of Wisdom, with, mm. which is the story of the simple one and the wise one, mm. told by you know, with Rabbi, Rabbi Arush yeah. interpretation. And that's, that's really, this, the source is, is Rabbi Nachman's story, right? So, you love that material.
4: I haven't read that book. What do you mean? I never read that book.
5: But we talk about we those concepts about when we read the Garden of Gratitude. We talk about those same exact concepts that come from Rabbi Nachman. Right, they come from Rabbi Nachman. What but is that, the concept you're talking about? I don't think I'm talking about one specific concept. I'm talking about... I, I think I'm talking about it, all of it, and 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 how how it, it hits you so. It talks it it, it it talks to your neshama, and and it's the same it's the same source. But, but that can still be content
0: a in a book. But that's it's not a, it's not a relationship with a tzaddik. But the name, but, it, but it's, that's a
5: source it, material, think, right? Uh, Fair
0: enough. But I, I don't know that that's the definition of what it means to connect to the tzaddik is to, is to learn his Torah. That, it's certainly a component yeah. of it we're speaking about something a little bit a little bit more intensive a, 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 a little bit more you know and and, and personal and, but yeah personal personal very personal Is so that meaning a, a book or, doesn't get between like me and god a meaning a, a book about hashem doesn't get be, but but a persona a a, a a personage a historical figure who's requesting in a certain way or who's tell me them are requesting that i that i throw my lot in with them or that i that i, uh, I Right, that I so that that's challenging, and and again, it it would be a longer conversation that we can afford right now to get into the the, to the distinction. And by the way, I would not recommend to anyone to do what I describe myself as having done, which is throw myself into the tzaddik. That wasn't that wasn't because one morning I woke up and I'm like, okay, that's it. No, that that was a long process. And I'll have you know, by the way, that the first time that I went to Uman for Shushana, just in full, uh, you know, I was so excited to go. And I started getting into breast lift. For three months after I returned, I couldn't open a breast lift book because of this. What I saw there and what I misinterpreted and what I, what what it looked like, disgusted me. It freaked the heck out of me, and I, I literally had like withdraw Like I, I I couldn't I couldn't.
4: Josh was talking about his experience about that. That was for the first three days, and then all of a sudden he popped in, and <laughs> everything was good. Okay, for some right? people, for some yeah. people. I think uh, what so Nachman, when, it,
2: their when it comes to Rebbe Nachman's idea, what, from what I've gleaned out of it, about yeah. what a tzaddik is, is not an intermediary as much as a guy. And Rabbi Nachman, I think in one place talks about it, grabbing onto you and lifting you, but hear. not that, not that he's going inter- to necessarily like he'll intercede, but like to lift you to the point where you can. That's right. It's it's not that that interfere with your personal relationship with Hashem. As a matter of fact, the one I don't even know where I saw it. It it, it could be in uh, in. Uh, Crossing the narrow bridge I don't remember but there's one point about Tefillah where uh, maybe it was we was talking about his bododuce and also davening and, and that when you're davening if you can get to the point where you're like like whatever's going on around you doesn't matter like you're just you're alone in the room with Hashem right you're you're relying on the merit you know you come bring you know, I'm here because of my Zadis, you know, mm-hmm. Rabbi Yitzchak so, oh, come on in, and, you know, he's sitting in with your hand on his shoulder, and it's just the two of you, <clears> That tzaddik is is the way, is, is a method for
0: you to facilitate that. Yeah. But the, not to get in between. The facilitator. But not to get in the, between. In the way that I would also put it, that's exactly right, and that's part of it, but I, I would say that the conversation... Truly, if we're truly to, to dive into this, and it's a longer topic, then we can, and hopefully we can do other things on Zoom or whatever. Like I'm, you know, our Hashem. But and we can explore this. I think it's essential. It's it's really essential. You know, if, if if this is as important, you know, as I was as I was speaking about it before. But another another to, to do this topic properly means to delve into the spiritual foundation of what a tzaddik is, even before mean Achman or anything of the sort. What the what where the tzaddik is in the spiritual structure of the of the universe what what you know if we talk about the spheros which sphera is, is the concept of the tzaddik and what's the functionality of that sphera as emb- which is an energy of god as embodied in that slice of existence which is called the tzaddik which is the sphere of Yusot, connected to yosef at tzaddik. what was yosef at tzaddik's thing and you know to start from there and then to and then to build it up i think is is the right way to go but the way that i would refer to it is that tzaddik helps to provide definitions in order so that when I get into a room with Hashem, it is me getting into a room with Hashem. Because the tzaddik has clarified what it means to be me and what this thing is called Hashem and has provided me with unique pathways in order to connect us two. And then it's like, you know, it's like... um. You know, it's like if you ever if you ever wanted to meet somebody else, right? Today, it takes place over WhatsApp all the time. It's somebody wants to get two people together, he'll create a group chat, right, with with you two, and then he'll leave. You know, so yeah, here I'm just putting. I had that experience. I'm putting you guys together, and then and then he leaves.
2: It's more it's like and following a, a
0: snow through, like a, a semi
2: truck through fog. Or or right, right, right. If you ever driven through fog, you if as long as you can stay kind of behind, behind them, you can see the light. You're okay. You right. know where to go.
0: Right. But that you know that You're that still going Torah in the right that direction. You said exactly that yeah. the, the Torah that you said before about tefillah is the is the perfect example of this because who said that Torah the tzaddik but what's the Torah about it's it's about you and Hashem yeah. and Rabbi Nachman more than anybody wanted to clarify this chassidim all the time it wasn't about you know you stand on my shoulders and then I'll, I'll carry you Rabbi Nachman yeah. again and again and again said I want you I want he, he, it was all about the individual using his or her own bechira. To achieve greatness, utilizing the advice, utilizing the definitions, utilizing the the the, uh, the you know the example right of of the tzaddik and the clarity that he was able to give us in order to clear the air so that you spoke about clean, oh the air in Uman you know in subsequent trips if you ever were in the were you, were you ever in Uman, should bless us all that we should be able to to be there this year you know, um, but uh, yeah, I remember this past year. And a very, very, very big struggle. Should I go? Shouldn't I go? My wife had just given birth. I wasn't sure if it was the right thing. Like I, I, I really had made up my mind not to go. And then she pushed me, and I, and I and I felt it was the right thing. And last minute, I I went and I came. You know, I wanted that I should get there as soon before Rosh Hashanah and leave as soon afterwards. So I shouldn't shouldn't become this whole trip. You know, so I Mamish arrived the night before Rosh Hashanah. Really, the morning of Erev Rosh Hashanah, we are. The lovers in Uman, one of one of the highlights of Uman, Uman Rosh Hashanah is called Zechar which is the slichos, the very lengthy slichos of Arab Rosh Hashanah, where the Hasidim get up so that they can dab and masik, and right after that, they get up at three in the morning, and it's hours, hours of... Re- Rebbe Nachman said, Halavai, that the rest of the world's Rosh Hashanah should be like our Arab Rosh Hashanah. It's, it's, it's Yom kipper on your deathbed. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what's going on there. And I, I I walked with my suitcases like off the plane, and I walk. Everyone's wearing kittles Hundreds of six hundred people in a gigantic structure. Which I'm sure this protect all of clothes. that in the clothes. Yeah, and I just stopped. I wasn't even saying zakhar Briz because I came late and I I, I, I wasn't in the zone. to there was not that long.
6: <laughs> Where, in the clothes.
0: No, I didn't go to the clothes. Ah, uh, all right. No, the clothes is ours, and I just stood there. And you know what I did. And I said, Abunashalam, the air here is clean. This is a group of people that are not just like the saying slichas, because you've got to say slichas, okay? okay, 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 You know, Nancy, where's my (laughs) slichas? (laughs) This is a group of people that are, ooh, wow. This is who they are. This is what they are. I couldn't believe it that the the air, you know, I speak about a clean air. This was them and Hashem. Having been the beneficiaries of the tzaddik, clarifying who was
3: them and who Hashem was. Ooh, the air was clean. That's, that's something else. It's also your mikvah. That's oh, no, it's not oh. only
6: the mikvah, I was going to say this. The, 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 the mikvah is less clean than that. Shame is. the <laughs> mikvah. Nothing Nachman
3: explains the mikvah with Kal Yisrael.
6: Everybody at Uman goes, that's where the bombshell is. Israel, that is the building
0: that saved everybody's mikvah. lives. That's right. That's go, Thank, you, Thank you so, so much. <laughs> well, it's such a pleasure being <laughs> here. Be in touch. Hashem.
3: Shem should provide
0: further clarity.
3: So I was, I think, I don't know if this is 100% accurate. Maybe Rabbi can help me here. Um, I think in the Siva Shalom, in the Parsha, it was talking about Aaron's sons, and it was talking about the lack, one of their, what was the hate? You know, they were explaining, he was explaining, what did they do wrong? You know, and there was were explanations and, what have you. And one of the the aspects of what they did wrong was they didn't have these kashos to Moshe Rabbeinu. Mm. They didn't have They didn't have a connection, a real connection, and they didn't respect the connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. And I think like all the Tzadikim, it's like the same kind of analogy, you know? I really do. I think that's where it comes from. And it probably comes from before that.
0: The brothers in Yosef. Yeah.
3: This was like, Staring in the face.
0: i gonna tell you one thing, and then I think we'll, we'll wrap it up. There's a philosopher called Albert Camus. Remember Albert Camus? Not one of the heavy hitters. None of them are heavy hitters. But he was like an Algerian, I think, uh, French philosopher, existentialist. Lived in Canada, I think, at the end of his life. What he's known for is the concept of the absurd. I'm not getting into the whole depth of it now, right? Familiar at all? I've heard the name. The concept of the absurd, which means to say that he was a, he was a nihilistic thinker who believed that this world was completely and entirely meaningless and absurd. Like it's it's just that the, the like human beings in the, the human condition and the and the cycle of futility and meaninglessness is absurd. And he was known for contemplating whether suicide Rahman Otsalan, was the only logical action as a human being, which just opt out, you know, like as a rational thing, not out of despair. I mean, out of the deepest despair. Because, and, he, and he came to the conclusion that we have to rebel against the absurd and find meaning regardless. Okay, fine. That's his, that's his thing. But he's known for a, a, an essay that he wrote called The Myth of Sisyphus, which is a Greek myth. It's a little bit lengthy. We'll save the storytelling for Ibn akhman and his Supreme Isis. but the point of the myth that he writes about is about this Greek you know mythological being who because of a whole series of events is tasked with pushing a boulder up a tremendous hill and that the second that he gets to the top of the hill he falls mm-hmm. down the boulder falls down and he's cursed with having to do that again and again and again and that was the sort of construct that this Camus and likened to the human condition, where it's just it's just futility after futility. After futility. Nebuch, to think of such a thing. Okay, but that, that's his thing. Now, I want to contrast that with a mushal that Rabbi Nachman gave about tefillah. Listen to this. Very fascinating, because I, I don't know if he knew this myth or whatever, or, or the import of it. I, I doubt it. Right, you know what? With Rabbi Nachman, you never know. He definitely knew it. Right, he, yeah, he definitely knew it. <laughs> Listen to this. Rabbi Nachman says that there was a king who wanted a big boulder to be brought up to the attic. And there's a very similar construct. wanted the boulder to be brought up to the attic. And he asked his son to do it, and the son is trying, and he's heaving, and he's trying to lift it, and he can't lift it. And he tells, he comes back to the father, he says, I'm sorry, I, you asked me an impossible task, it's just too, it's too heavy, it's too heavy. And the father says, You're not thinking. He says, first of all, I wouldn't have asked you to do something that's impossible. And second of all, I never said that you should lift the boulder as it is to the top floor. Take a hammer, smash it into pieces, and lift each piece up. Lift each piece up. Rabbi Nachman says that that's what tefillah means. Sometimes the, the heart, like a rock, like like like, vayechzak uh, is zlev like power, Like it becomes like a leva It's too it's too heavy to lift to Hashem. Says so Rabbi Nachman, a broken heart can be lifted up. A broken heart, smash it into pieces, and each piece spring to Hashem as a piece. That you can carry. But the contrast between this and the myth of Sisyphus, I think, is extremely extremely lucid. Now listen to this. Rabbi Nachman goes to even a deeper extreme of despair than Camus. Because in the myth of Sisyphus, he could at least lift the boulder. At the end, it fell down to the ground. But at least he could lift. Like there was, Rabbi Nachman says, if you're not connected to the R of the Tzaddik, which we're speaking about, you're even worse than Camus' concept of futility because it's so futile that it's not that there's a process that's futile. There's no process. You, pause, you can't start. Rabbi Nachman says, the second that you're connected... To tefillah, the second that you're connected to hope, the second that you're connected to the concept of the possibility of realizing that nothing's impossible, that Hashem didn't put us down here to make us miserable, then you can take a hammer, which Sisyphus was unable to conceive of, and break the thing into pieces. And then you can lift it up. That's Rabbi Nachman's resolution.
3: To the myth, the myth of Sisyphus. Break the boulder into pieces. That's what the kids are missing these days. That, that, oh, yeah. that, that goes back to
2: the beginning. also t- connects to Ion base today. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were learning Ion base. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, each time you you bring it to the top, you, new you kill yates, that Yates or Haru. Right? You, you, right? you got a new you Yates or Haru. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got to overcome. New,
0: that's it. But that's not it's a not a not process. process. It's again, not futile. It's again and
2: higher and higher.
0: That's it's true. a different that, hill. That's, 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 yeah, that's, right. that's, that's And you'll learn about that also. That's beautiful. Bezir Hashem. So Hashem Shemamish bless us. Stay, stay conscious, stay alive, stay happy. Stay, stay, stay excited, not only with the possibility of the future, but with every step along that meaningful journey. Appreciate the moment, but let not our obsession with appreciating the moment prevent us from also planning consistency, consistent growth, real growth, don't be afraid of it. It should be, what did we call it before? Intentional sacrifice. That's where the that's where the meaning is. Shem bless us. Amen. Thank you, it's it's Josh, for setting this up. We do have? Where is it? I guess, I a little,
6: little, little got gift from us. Months
2: ago. I'll you, there you go. I'll you amazing. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Thank you I love it. Do you want
6: to take a picture with the books? Just for the... Oh, I would love that. I would love
0: that. We agree. Okay, and then we'll bench. Should we have him to zoom in? Yeah, three, yeah. I, okay. I think so. No? Anybody else?
6: Yeah, I, I did, did. Two, I did. two I did. three. Okay, good. <laughs> right, you
4: probably
0: want to take a picture. Sure. Then uh, how is he going to be a part of it? I guess we'll rotate. Yeah, Everybody, will, boy, we'll get Josh, pictures,
5: maybe we'll get a picture with you and your boys. also. <laughs> <by> all <laughs> okay. right. So.
6: Here.
2: I'll, well, I'll a take this. a picture for you, you. for you. Come in, come in oh, the picture. Come
3: in the picture. Okay, sure, sure. I'm
6: listening. Hey, you should try, try not to get the fiddle in there. <laughs> come over
3: here. Uh, come over here. to Go on the other side. Come over here, right out. there. Handcuff hey. the table. Do can I, can I fit in here? It, do you need this. Well, no. do it. So oh yeah. You oh, get wow. the sign? Get the get sign. sign. I know. He's got it for advertising. Got to get the sign. Get the Don't sign mess with too. the sign.
1: You can even block rabid clients. No, no. <laughs> do not block it. I'll stand by the sign. The sign. Yeah.
4: I only got a little
0: bit of the table and not that much. Okay. All right, I'm sure it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. All right, however, let's make up a zoom in, and we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't eat no, no. right it so, no, so,
2: so no. about six months no. yeah. Yeah. All right, we have three? Yeah. yeah. Me. gave a presentation. Great job. Does anybody else need, a, did anybody else wash? Did you watch? Have a, did you watch?
3: Did else
2: watch?
1: No you bought for 20 three of us ate <laughs> <eight, laughs> yeah. and it's practically all <laughs> gone we
0: will have for the rest of the week that's
1: it no I do
2: not like bagels at all but you still ate did you eat it's very simple what what is maybe
3: finally us are you benching <laughs> that he's,
2: so close. So, he's close. so close he's so close he's close <laughs> <laughs> so i'm 5, five
0: months
3: old no oh, wow yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Joshua,
1: Joshua, a sign of shame I a number sign
3: of you
2: can we see the
4: I don't know if
2: going to be on <laughs> <laughs>